Live from the Big G's Pizza Studio on Clark Street, this is Five Songs with Friends, Chicago's Music Discovery Podcast. Foxpaw is a folk emo solo project with songs assembled on sleepless nights gazing from dorm room windows across the deep south. With teeth sharpened in the Dothan, Alabama acoustic music scene and a spirit cultured by the firefly-accented green of Arkansas's Ozark Mountains in Midsummer, You Won't Miss Me was recorded with a band of close friends at a lake house in rural Alabama. Returning home to Fayetteville, Arkansas the following year, licking old wounds for the final time, Campfires was recorded to a four-track cassette in a dimly lit back room. One light in the shivering trees of the winter-struck Ozarks. What an intro from Foxpaw. What's going on? I have Chandler of the band here. Chandler, what's going on? Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm awesome, man. So are you like, uh, do you also have a hobby as a creative writer? Because like this is very, uh, very poetically written, this intro here. Uh, I can't say I really write much outside of music, but I really try to explore like literary influences in my songs. Interesting. Are there any like big uh, artists that come to, or uh, authors rather that come to mind? Um, as far as like songwriters go, I really like Towns Van Zant and uh, Colin Malloy from The Decemberists. I kind of take a lot of inspiration from them. Uh, as far as books, I'll kind of read like anything sci-fi. I know it's kind of outside of the, the realm of what I do for music, but. Oh, interesting. I like it, man. Well, yeah, it sounds like there's a ton of different influences going into this band. So tell me a little bit more about Foxpaw. When did, uh, when did you guys kind of get started making music? Like also, is it, so it's a solo project, but you went into the studio with some friends, it sounds like. Um, can you guys give me a little bit of background about um, your musical career here with Foxpaw? Yeah, for sure. Um, Foxpaw started in around 2016. I was in, in my undergrad and I kind of just picked up a ukulele and this was kind of my way to like make sense of that little bit of isolation you get sometimes in college. So it was mostly just me writing songs like in my dorm room by myself. And at that time I had like no intention of sharing it with the outside world. Then I went to like one open mic night and that first little performance kind of made me think, you know, what if I actually started recording these songs and actually sharing them with the world? So that's how I kind of got started. Interesting. So where, where does the emo kind of influence come from? What, uh, I mean, are there, are there any like specific emo bands that you grew up on or are listening to now that have influenced your sound? One of my favorite bands of all time is Foxing, and kind of a coincidence with the, the <laughs> Fox name there. But um, I right before I actually like started learning an instrument and writing music at all, I went to a live show for Foxing, and it was literally like the best show I've ever seen in my entire life. It basically like brought me to tears, very literally. It was so powerful. And so from then on, like that's been one of my biggest influences is Foxing. And there's another band that I listened to in high school a lot. It's actually a, a screamo band, but I still consider it probably like my favorite album of all time. And the band is called William Bonnie, and the album is called Good Vibes. Okay. Very interesting. I like it, man. When did you start playing guitar and, and singing? When when was the first time that you realized that you really had this talent? Um, as far as singing, it was something that I had wanted to do like in high school. I had tried to like start bands with people, but most people would just like flake out because it's high school. So about that same time that uh, I went to that boxing show around 2015, I started getting into Neutral Milk Hotel and 
at that time I realized like there's this gorgeous instrumentation instrumentation over the top of it, but it's essentially just like one person, Jeff Mangum, with an acoustic guitar, and it's just built off of that. And so at that point, around 2015, I was like, well, why don't I just like go on Craigslist and get an acoustic guitar and write my own music? I don't need a band. So that's that's about the time I started uh, playing guitar. Awesome. I love it, man. Well, so tell me a little bit about uh, the song we're going to play today called D Minor. So D Minor, I wrote that right after I graduated uh, from my undergrad around 2016. And I came back home and I started playing music in like small town Alabama, Dothan, Alabama. And we actually had like this really vibrant, you wouldn't expect it, but we had a very vibrant like underground punk scene and acoustic music scene. And so I came back home and started like playing shows regularly instead of just every once in a while when I could get a break from college. And something I was kind of forced to come to terms with is like how how big the problem is with addiction in the underground music scene. You know, coming back to small town Alabama, I was kind of, you know, sheltered in my college days because, you know, academia is such an insular environment. But when I came back, I saw very talented people, just so unbelievably talented people struggling with addiction. And so this was kind of kind of my song about coming to grips with the, the drug culture and the underground music scene. And it's kind of an admonishment of that. Luckily, like the people that I kind of had in mind when I wrote this song, they, they've all thankfully like moved on from that point in their lives. They're not having trouble with drugs anymore, but it was just a, a really harsh reality. And that's what I wrote the song about. Gotcha. Well, do you have any tips for anyone who may be, um, you know, has a friend or a family member who's going through a similar type of struggle of, you know, how you can get through to them and, and maybe help them with uh, addiction issues? Is there anything, you know, any advice you would give to someone? I mean, uh, the, probably the best piece of advice I would give anyone is like, just be, just be like relentlessly persistent. I know some people will kind of like reach out to someone and then kind of, don't be judgmental, but make sure you consistently reach out to this person. Like don't drop it the first time they say they're fine. Just continually check up on this person. You can make it subtle if you want, but you you have to keep this line of communication open because it's so important for them to have someone to listen to without any judgment. Awesome. Well, wise words and, and good advice. Let's jump into it. This is a song called D Minor by Foxpaw. Mash the keys, the accordion. Sings to the tin deck and its spinning rings and you dance to the phonograph tweeting the reads and pretend that it's all fine and you're with me. But I can read your face like a star map, I plot out the constellations, I can see that. Something wicked is drawing those dark rings underneath your eyelids, but thread your needle with your heart attack cocktail to turn your irises Cry out for your morphine, just one more dose to make you feel 
make you feel alive I'll bet the irony is lost on you Your self-medication is killing you Sit by the still in the waxing moon And drink your fill the sun's up soon Yeah, you'll be free soon Thread your needle with your heart attack cocktail to turn your irises blacker than night. You know you could fall asleep without your drugs if you tried. Your blush looks like foxglove and be your right light. Fill your cup with that East Atlanta nightmare. Your white picket fences are painted with codeine. Oh, you could fall asleep without your drugs if you tried. But you picked your poisons to run your life. I know we've all got these secrets we hype but you've locked yours up so fucking tight but i can see the cry for help in your eyes buried beneath the bright all right so that was d minor by fox paw so you said that, um, you know, in the bio, you kind of mentioned that um, you had returned to uh, to Arkansas to, to record it. What was the kind of the process like for you recording this uh, this album? So recording Campfires was uh, essentially just just me. I played every instrument on Campfires and I I'm kind of like a, a tape buff. Like I really like analog electronics. So I got an old four-track cassette recorder off of Craigslist. And so Campfires was just me, like, usually, like, in the middle of the night, just recording to to my tape deck and overdubbing over it. And what it gave me is that there's, there's two, like, main advantages to using analog mediums still, uh, besides just the, the sonic qualities, because, you know, like, analog tape, it sort of warms the the lower frequencies. Beyond that, it really like constrains you. It forces you to get your performance right all the way through because there's no splicing, there's no editing it. Like what you get on the tape is what you have. If you mess up, you have to do it all over again. So it really keeps your performances straight and it sort of gives you like an environment where you can really experiment because once once you strip away all the elements that you can do digitally, now you have to perform your experimentation like in your actual performance and so for campfires actually i mixed it on the tape deck which was an interesting process because you only get like a couple a couple frequencies you can adjust you get a low adjust a high adjust and then one mid-range adjust and that's that's it you can't make multiple peaks or anything like that and all of my effects on it were actually just from hardware plugged into the into the tape tape recorder. So D minor in and of itself, this version that we just played is remastered. I actually went back in and, and cleaned it up a little bit. But if you listen to the the original version, it's sort of got this weird reverb, and that's coming from the hardware itself. Interesting. What? Uh... What motivated you to remaster it? I mean, are you happier with the remaster or, or the original, or they both have you know their own time and place? Like, what is that like? I 
like both versions. I really honestly do like both versions. The point of the remaster was for me to just go back in and like make everything a little bit more clear. Because while you get like a super interesting sound when you do every single thing on the tape deck, you don't, you can't really get much volume out of it because uh, essentially stripping it away from the cassette for the original album, I stripped it away to one single file. So I didn't have control over the the actual four tracks of the cassette. I only had control over the master. And so with the remaster, I can actually make all the instruments a little bit more clear and a little bit more defined, but there is like just an interesting quality of the, the original version. It, there's something that you can't duplicate with uh, just using the hardware of the tape deck. It definitely gives an interesting sonic quality. So I like both. Awesome. Well, everyone, listen to yourself. You can hop on Spotify and check it out. He has both the uh, the original uh, four-track version as well as the remastered up there. So compare, contrast, away, see which one you like better. Maybe you like both. Who knows? Um, so you, you mentioned that there's like a pretty rich underground scene in uh, in Alabama. Can you maybe give a shout-out or two to you know some of your favorite local uh, under-the-radar bands, maybe some friends' bands uh, that you think people should hear? Yeah, for sure. Um couple that come to mind first and foremost are the Super Elevators. They're a punk blues band, and the frontman David has been a friend of mine for a long time. The other members of the band I knew from college. There's also a Mobile, Alabama punk band called A Sunday Fire that's really cool. They're sort of popping right now. Uh, I got friends in a band called Pink for President, which is sort of like this comedy pop punk band that's super awesome. Uh, got friends in Sinner's Gospel, which is a country slash Americana band that's really cool. Let's see, who else? Uh, Paid, Paid to Pretend is a really good mobile band that I definitely recommend people check out, sort of like indie indie pop. And as far as Arkansas, there's one band that's, uh, that I'm really excited on right now, and that's Drawing Blanks. They're a hard rock band from Fayetteville. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, sounds like you're... Really, really getting exposed to a bunch of different underground music. That's super cool. I'll have to check some of those guys out. Yeah, for sure. They're all really good. Fantastic, man. So what? where can people stay in touch with Foxpaw and, uh, you know, get the latest information about releases and, and concert dates, things like that? So the best place to find, like, updates is probably my Facebook page. It's just facebook.com slash Foxpaw Music, no spaces or anything like that. Uh, and my Instagram, I kind of try to keep updated. That's just at Foxpaw Music also. But all my music's on Bandcamp, Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out the, the Facebook page first. Excellent. Well, good stuff, man. Chandler, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. This was great. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me.